Hey there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. Good morning, everyone. All okay? Happy to be in church today. Welcome to everyone watching online. So pleased that you've joined us today. Hope you're enjoying the service so far, wherever you are watching from. Do you know we have new people watching every week online? Sometimes they, they don't come back. They don't like what they see. Sometimes they do. So uh, yeah, hope you're enjoying it. And we pray that this will be an encouraging service for you and that you would experience God today, wherever you're watching from. Um, I get to continue then with our latest teaching series. If you're new to this space, what we do, we focus on a particular topic for a length of time, usually sort of four to five weeks. And the series that we are in is called Generations. And we're focusing on Psalm 145, where it says, one generation will speak of your good works to the next. And we've been hearing from lots of generations within this church. Last week we heard from the, the younger generation, Gen Z, uh, and they spoke a little bit about young lions um, and their experience there and just really shared what God is, is doing in their lives and what he wants to do through them. And I thought that was brilliant. And if you were here last week, you heard um, the powerhouse that was Maria finished with a wonderful prayer for that generation. And wow, that was good, wasn't it? Um, yeah, we should just get her up again, really, just to do this today. Um, but, but today we're going to continue and we're going to hear um, from three different generations um, and hear what God has done in their life. Um, and it's going to be exciting. Have you enjoyed hearing some different voices? And um, I, I've really, really valued it. And I think it's been brilliant just to hear um, what, what God is doing. Um, they're, they're a little bit nervous. I said this is the most exciting room to speak to because everyone in this room wants you to succeed um, and, and they will, they'll encourage you, they'll laugh at your jokes even if they're not funny. Um, uh, but no, let's make sure when they do come up, um, which I'm going to get them up in a moment, that we are encouraging and we really draw the best out of them because they've got some great things to share. Um, I wanted just to frame it with this story um, from uh, the Gospel of Luke. Um, and it's found in Luke 17, verses 11. And it's a story where Jesus heals 10 people. Um, and it says this. So verse 11, it's, it's on the screen uh, behind me as well. It says, now, on his way to Jer- Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going to a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and they called out in a loud voice. Everyone say, in a loud voice. They called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. As they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. Everyone say, in a loud voice. In a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. Ten people, Jesus healed them. One said thank you. You see, what strikes me in this, and the the Bible highlights it, and I got us all to highlight it, their problem was loud. In a loud voice, they declared their problem. But for nine, their problem was loud. Their praise was silent. What a challenge that is for us. And to pose that as a question for you and I today, in your life, how loud is your problem and how loud is your praise? How loud are my problems and how loud is my praise? Because like, I know this, every single person in this room, every single person watching online 
has a problem. We all have problems, don't we? The world has problems. The city has problems. This church has problems. My life has some problems in it. Your life has some problems in it. That's true. And the 10 lepers, they knew that. And the one who came back to Jesus knew that. In a loud voice, he declared what his problem was. But in a loud voice, he also said his praise. He also said thank you to Jesus. And I know this, as true as this is, we all have problems, but all of us in this room, every single one of us watching online, we all have something to praise God for today as well. It could be that he saved you. It could be that he has redeemed you. It could be that he took you from a bad place out of a muddy pit and set your life on a rock. It could be that he healed you. It could be that he restored your marriage. It could be that he provided for you in your finances. It could be that you have a roof over your head right now. It could be that you ate something today. It could be that you're wearing clothes right now. It could be that you drew breath this morning. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. All of us have something to praise God about. And oftentimes, these things in our lives, they operate on the same track. They're two lines of the same track. We have things that are problems, but we also have things to praise God for. We have battles and we have blessings. The challenge is, how loud are they? Do we give voice to the problem more than we give voice to our praise? What we're doing today and what we're doing in this series is we're dialing up the praise. We're focusing in on what we're thanking God for and where the breakthrough was. And like Tom shared and like we shared last week, your story, your praise, your breakthrough is the key to someone else's because someone needs to hear what God has done in your life because it could be the battles that you went through are the battles that someone else is going through right now. And the three stories we're about to hear are three wonderful people in the life of this church, three generations, and they're going to give some praise to God for what he's done in their life. Are you ready? Yeah. Wonderful. Would you welcome to the stage Frida, Marion and Tom. Come take a seat, guys. Wonderful. Um, as I said, let's encourage, um, let's call out the best in these guys. Um, and first off, let's welcome Frida. So I'm Frida, I'm 17. Um, and my story today is about, so this year will be two years since my whole family, we moved um, to England um, after living in Ghana for eight years. Um, before that, we lived in Wales and then Liverpool, so we've moved around quite a bit. Um, <laughs> but um, it was eight years in Ghana. If you don't know where Ghana is, it's in West Africa, a very nice place for a holiday if you're <laughs> looking for it. Um, so, um, yeah, and just the whole moving process itself, the reason why we moved was one that I can't really tell you about because it was so spontaneous and so weird. Like, it wasn't even planned. I was just minding my own business, and then I was told by my parents, like, you're going to be moving. And I was like, what? <laughs> that is, that, that's not normal. That shouldn't happen. You should, like, we should know a few months before. Like, a month is not a lot of time for me to process. Um, but it was hard. Um, and when I got here, it was even more difficult because I was hit with the facts. Like, first of all, the cold. Oh. <laughs> The cold is not great. 
Um, I'm used to the warmth and I like the heat and it's just, no, it's not great. Um, and then also school moving, schools was hard. Um, I'm now doing my A-levels um, this year, so that's not really exciting. It's really stressful, but, um, oh God. Um, so, yeah, and also just the fact that in Ghana, it's a really religious country. Um, lots of people are either Christian or Christian or Muslim, and so it was hard coming to a place where that's a minority. Um, and obviously, just being black is a minority, and I was used to being in a place where everybody was black. And so, um, when I came here, it was you know kind of an imposter syndrome feeling. I felt um, kind of alone and homesick, and I had all my family back there, so it was easy. Um, but here, it was quite difficult. And um, yeah. God has done some wonderful things in my life through that. Um, I remember just getting so upset and crying and asking him, why, why move us now? Why move us here? Why, <laughs> why me? Um, and why can't I fit in? You know, I want to be like everybody else and I want to have the same experiences that everybody else is having. Um, and he told me, that I'm not everybody else and I'm different and why should I try to be um, other people and have other people's experiences when my experience is valid as well and is important. And um, through feeling alone, he brought me closer to him. It, through feeling isolated, I felt like he's my best friend and I've grown closer to him because of that. And um, I've been able to be in this wonderful place called a church and even though that there's not a lot of people that are religious I'm able to bring my gifts and my talents and I'm in the youth band and I'm and I'm speaking and I'm and I'm in Young Lions Academy which is amazing and um, all these things that I probably would not have had the confidence to do had I stayed and so um, I do feel as though I was put into a place outside of my comfort zone and it was difficult adjusting and it still is sometimes um, but God doesn't change and he has been with me when I was in Ghana through the journey and now still he is with me and as I'm going to write my A-levels and that in itself is stressful I look to him and I know that he's going to be with me still because he's unchanging and his love is unchanging and he is a faithful God and I'm very grateful for that. Wonderful. Frida, everyone. And in each story, capture what God might be saying to you. Note what Frida said. Life may change, transition may happen, God never changes. What a wonderful truth that is for each and every one of us. Whatever you're at, at life, whatever transition you are facing, God doesn't change. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. Brilliant. Amen. Marianne Collins, everyone. Hi. For those who don't know, I'm Marianne. And um, I just want to share a little bit about the goodness of God in my life. I, he's all, we sing that song, all my life he has been faithful. All my life he's been so, so good. And um, it's easy to say that God has been really good to me, but sometimes we need to hear a specific and so I've been asked to share this particular story about the faithfulness of God to me. Um, I, I was widowed nearly 41 years ago, and 
God said then he would be a husband to the widow and a father to the fatherless. And I'm here to testify that that is absolutely true. Absolutely true. So whether it was bringing up the children or um, whether I smuggled Bibles into China, but that's a different story. (laughs) Um, But specifically, the story I've been asked to share is what happened at conference last year in October. So um, all I have got is my pension. I don't have any money, any spare money, but that's not a big deal. Um, So I'm going to conference. We know that we've been asked to um, give to um, Kennedy um, for his car in Zimbabwe. So I thought, well, £50, yeah, it's a stretch, but it's doable. I can do that. So I'll get to conference and think, no, it should be 100 I thought, whatever. So, but we actually came to the giving, the actual service when we gave, and I just felt this prompting, it should be 200 I thought, well, it's just as easy for God to provide 200 as 50 So, So we went with that. So, of course, you do it all on card these days, don't you? So, the following Sunday, we had this guy from Singapore, and he started talking about giving dangerously. So I had a little giggle and thought, yeah, I've just done that. And God said, no, a bit more dangerous. <laughs> so, so let's do, um, let's throw in another 100. So, like, 350, it's all the same, isn't it? So, <laughs> so I get my statement, everything ticks off, 300 pounds short, so we don't do worry because God's in control. So, so um, the next day I get a letter, um, most of you know that all pensioners, and this has been going on ages, not just recent, they get 200 pounds for winter payment, but the letter said this year only as a one-off because of the crisis, it's going to be 500. So we think, oh, that's it. Thank you, Lord. But what I didn't realize that that was just a letter informing me it was going to happen. It didn't actually happen for three or four more weeks. So I thought, well, it's okay. I'm not going to pay my bill till Tuesday. So Tuesday comes. No more money has come in. Nothing, you know, no checks have come through the post. Do my accounts and the money's there. I don't know how. This happens. It's normal in my life, but I realise it isn't normal. That God stretches what you've got. If you put him first, he stretches what you've got. And you pay your bill. So I say it's just normal, but sometimes you, people need to hear these stories. It's specific. that These things don't happen to me because I'm good or because I'm deserving, because I am so not. They happen because I choose to believe that God is who he says he is and that he will do what he says he will do. And we've got some youngsters in, the, in the, our church and they are absolutely brilliant. But, you know, youngsters, if anybody ever tells you that being a Christian is boring, go and find somebody who's got the real thing and say, I'm going to live my adventure with Jesus. And you oldies... We oldest, we oldest, yeah. we oldest. We've got stories to tell that our our kids need to hear. So invite them back for tea. You know, just get some fizzy pop and cake. They'll love you. Or take them out for pizza. It's not rocket science. And share your story with them. And for those of you who have not got a story to tell, 
We just what you know, don't just sit on the on the sidelines forever. Let this be the day that you say, Jesus, I'm sorry for the mess I've made in my life. Come in and be my saviour. Wash me clean and start your adventure with him today. Wow. Marion Collins. You need to preach more often, Marion. Um, Again, highlighting the wonderful things that you said there. The throwaway comment of, um, if, you're, if you're smuggling Bibles into China, <laughs> or experiencing grief, um, or need provision, we don't do worry, because God's in control. And, and Jesus said that, didn't he? What, who of you can add a day of your life by worrying? Don't you know that God loves you, cares for you, knows what you need? And what an amazing testimony that is, Marion. Thank you so much uh, for the encouragement. Um, last, but certainly not least, Tom Elliott, everyone. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, for those of you thinking he looks like the kid from Home Alone, I'll just <laughs> let you get over that for a minute. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> see, it's important to do. Um, my name's Tom, uh, my wife Natalie is on the kids team and we've got three children, Abigail, uh, Benjamin and Joshua and um, uh, we've been coming to One Church for about 18 months and just to say we, we absolutely love it here, uh, really love it. We visited on and off for probably about six years but um, we, we love being part of this church and uh, I guess if you, if you slice me open, the, the thing that you see in me is uh, the John 10.10, I want to live life in all of its fullness and uh, really passionate about that verse but uh, truth is, life in its fullness doesn't mean that life is easy and simple, does it? Um, uh, and on the 15th of uh, December uh, this year, I had a call at about 2 o'clock in the morning for my mum to say, uh, Tom, can you come over? Uh, your dad has passed away. Uh, my dad had suffered with kind of worsening MS for a while, but uh, this wasn't expected at all. It was completely out of the blue. Uh, and so... Uh, we got ready and uh, we called the in-laws who came to look after the kids and uh, I went and sat in the car and as I was waiting for Natalie, I did have a moment of thinking, flipping egg, I hope this wasn't a dream and I've just called out the in-laws to come and uh, babysit for the night. But, um, but God uses all things for good and uh, Nathan asked me to share some of God's faithfulness in, in that season, in that challenging season. Um, and so my mum and dad met in their church youth group. Uh, there was about 20 of them, and out of my understanding, they, they spent a lot of time together. They, uh, this wasn't just a youth group that met once or twice a week. They were kind of in, each, in and out of each other's houses, spending time with each other socially uh, and in Sunday worship. But of course, as, you know, as life moves on, as uh, people move on, people moved away, uh, some people remained with faith, others of them kind of moved away from faith, uh, and uh, life happens. Um, and this group hasn't met in, in about 40 years or so. Uh, but in, on the news of my dad's passing, uh, they all came to the funeral. Nearly all of them came. Uh, and as they gathered, some at the very same church that they, they met each other, at the very same church that they kind of learned of Jesus and just encountered Jesus, they, they gathered here to celebrate the life of a man who, who remained in that faith, who, who stayed with it. Uh, and so, just quickly, an encouragement to the youth leaders here that don't underestimate those friendships, those relationships built, because you never know, in years to come, God might use those friendships to kind of re-prompt, re-engage, re-gather. Um, uh, and so, yeah, be encouraged. But, but here's what struck me, that 
They've just, having met at the funeral, they had, they had a kind of group photo because all of them together and uh, they, they've arranged a reunion and a regathering because the comments were, they, they, just, can, they just kind of uh, recognise that there's something special about friendships that were rooted in a, in a kind of Christian gathering where they've gone on a journey together, not just, kind of, not just friends, there's something deeper about these friendships. And so they've arranged a reunion to regather, to reshare uh, and reconnect. Following the, the crematorium uh, service, we uh, had a celebration of life back at the church. And um, the, the final song of that service was a song by Keith Green. Anyone remember Keith Green? Shows your age, yeah. And, uh, and the, the song uh, was a song called There is a Redeemer. Uh, now, my dad had uh, a sure faith. He, he definitely had a faith. But, but as he got older, thing, like, he had loads of questions and doubts and it would come up at Sunday lunch and all of those kind of things. And my dad would never have thought himself as a, a person of kind of uh, influence, influence in the area, never thought himself as someone influential. Uh, he wasn't big in character. He was rarely at the front of church. But, uh, but there at his funeral, uh, with his youth group present, we sung these words. When I stand in glory and see him face to face, there I'll serve my king forever in that holy place. And I just had at that moment, it was the final words, I just had a bit of peace and comfort of God to, you know, with all his questions answered and all his doubts relieved, dad now stands face to face uh, with that King Jesus. The, the same Jesus that, uh, that that youth group explored and encountered 40 years ago. The same Jesus that dad was able to, me to discover uh, and continue my life to follow and uh, commit to. And also the same Jesus that I'm now uh, celebrating, that they're in OC Kids now learning and celebrating. And, and my kids are asking questions of me and, uh, and asking more about Jesus. So I guess my encouragement uh, from this is, you know, um, in all circumstances, God is still good. Uh, in all circumstances, in all, in, in, whoever we are, God's still working out his purposes in and through people like you and me. So be encouraged. Thank you. Wow. Um, thank you, the three of you. Um, thank you, Tom, for, for being brave in that way and sharing. Um, we value and appreciate that. And, and, and you and your family, so pleased you're part of this church. And um, what strikes me, just as we reflect on the three stories, is be it a time of change or a time of um, need um, or a time of loss, um, God is present. Um, and whilst we hear about God in the lives of these people. I'm believing in this moment, um, God wants to remind you or maybe tell you for the first time, um, he sees you. He, he knows you and he's been present in your life and he's present with you now. Um, and whatever it is you are facing, whatever it is you're going through, whatever your story has been to lead you to this point, he has been with you and he's with you in this moment. And Marion touched on it. She nearly gave her uh, an appeal in the middle of her story. Um, 
But I just wanted to, now, we're going to finish the service by uh, having a time of communion as family where we can just share um, stories with one another of maybe what God has done. But I wanted to give everyone in the room and watching online the opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. Maybe it's something you did a long time ago. Uh, maybe you once prayed a prayer that said, Jesus, would you come into my life? I want you to be a part of my life. Um, and you have, for whatever reason, wandered away from God. Or maybe you've never prayed a prayer that invites Jesus into your story. As Marion said, your adventure can begin today. You might be in a place where you just don't know what to do. You've tried everything else. Um, God is your only option right now. Um, God is here wanting to be a part of your life. And because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, we can pray a prayer today where it says, Jesus, I'm sorry for what I've done. I'm sorry that I've lived life my own way. Come into my life. Make me new. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that those that are in Christ are a new creation. That the old has gone. The old way of living has gone. And the new has come. He forgives us. He restores us. He sets us on a new path. And like the three have shared today, these wonderful moments of adventure and these wonderful stories can be stories that each and every one of us in the room and online can share. So I want to pray. I want to pray for every single person in the room and online. If you want to say that prayer today, Jesus, I want to accept you into my life. I want to pray for you. So very simply, let's just bow our heads, close our eyes. Let's have a moment with you and God. You can do this at home as well. Um, And if you want to know Jesus today, If you want to invite him into your heart, if you want him to make you new from the inside out, I'd love to pray for you. So very simply, after the count of three, I'm going to ask you to lift up your hand and I'm going to pray. One, two, three. That's wonderful. You can put them down again. Yeah, I see your hands. That's fantastic. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for these wonderful stories that we've heard that encourage us, that give you praise. God, in spite of problems, in spite of challenge, we see your presence and we see your provision and your comfort in these stories. And God, I believe that's true for every single person that's listening today. God, I thank you for those that have raised their hand to to represent a decision to accept you into their heart. God, I thank you that in that moment of belief, simply that we might believe in you, You can make us new. You can bring restoration. You can bring healing. God, that when we are in you, when we have a relationship with you, it changes everything from the inside out. So I pray for every person now, online and in the room that responded to you in that moment. God, would they know you? Would they know your presence? Would they know your peace? Even as I speak, would they feel a change taking place? God, thank you that that you forgive us, that you restore us and that you make us new. In Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Hey, if, if, you, if you put your hand up, um, that is a wonderful decision to make. And that is the, the beginning of a wonderful journey walking with Jesus. Um, and we want to help you on that journey. We want to help you figure out what that means. Um, so either talk to the person that you came with, if you were invited by someone that comes to this church, or there's a brilliant team at the back um, that will help you just like process what that means what could a next step be for you and we want to put something in your hand just to 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 go away with today likewise online if you could let us know that was a prayer that you prayed we'd love to connect in with you um one last time can we thank the three people here that um frida marion and tom you can make your way off the stage now guys